what you say. Ooh, what, what, what did she say? Ooh, what you say? Cause when the truth came in and the wait, cause when the cause when the truth came out and the roof came. Wait, hold on. Cause when the roof caved in and the truth came out, I just didn't know what to do. Cause when I become a star, I'll be living so large, I'd do anything for you. I fucking knew what you say. Um, does anybody know what that <laughs> what that song is actually about? Hello, America. And everywhere else in the world, I'm your host, Corey Easley, and this is the show. Corey has a podcast. It's a podcast show. Uh, It's about uh, what's going on and the thoughts of a mind of a person who's sitting in a room by himself talking some shit. How you doing today, everybody? How's your week? Um, What day of the week are you listening to? Are you a first moment it comes out, turn the shit on, let's hear it kind of person? Or are you... A scum of the earth piece of shit who's waiting till the last minute. Are you catching up on me? I knew it. I knew you'd be catching up on me. I appreciate it. Hey, man. You know, you got to do what you can. I'm scraping together pennies here. Um, you know, I'm like an old person standing in front of you in line. You got somewhere to be and they pulled all the change out of their pocket and they're paying you to the exact penny. You know, everything that they're buying costs $57.32, and they got it up to the penny, okay? And that's me. That's me. That's how I'm doing it. That's how I do everything. I take my time. Very musical. Have you guys ever noticed how musical this show is? I'm very influenced by music. When I walk down the street, uh, depending on my mood, <clears throat> I gotta I gotta have a soundtrack going, you know? Although I've been running every day and lately I've been running like a fucking true savage with no music. I just listen to the world around me. I could hear everything, right? Just in case, you know, like I won't get hit by a car, maybe. Maybe not. Maybe go fuck myself, right? But no, uh the music is uh music is important. I wake up usually <clears throat> singing a song. You should wake up with a song in my heart, and I'm ready for love. Let the stormy clouds chase everyone from the place. Boom, boom, come on with the rain. I have a smile on my face. I walk down the lane with a happy refrain. I'm singing and dancing in the rain. I, uh... I, <laughs> I do love singing in the rain. Sorry, guys. I'm in a little bit of a, a silly mood today, um, which is a good thing. Yo, whenever you're in a mood that's good, you got to catch yourself. Just like I always say, when you're having a lucid dream and you go, oh, shit, this is a dream. I'm in dream world. I could do it. This is my dream world. That's my dream world. This is the musical episode, obviously, everybody. You can hear my horrible singing voice. I'm the worst person to do karaoke with, by the way. Because not only will I keep getting up and singing, if I did a song already that I fucking absolutely crushed, I will go up and do an encore of it just in case people that just showed up to the bar and hadn't seen me do it yet so they could see me do it. Um, Because sometimes you just got to fucking have your moment. Big New York City moment for me uh, years ago. I was at the bar. I was at Botanica Bar in New York City. Shout out to Botanica Bar. Shout out to my boy Dan. 
um, Ginger Jesus. I was down there on a Sunday. Uh, they did karaoke night every single Sunday, and it was awesome. I loved when I got a chance to catch that. You basically stand up in front of everyone in the bar, and you sing a song. And I did Don McLean, American Pie, songs like nine minutes long, and I did the whole fucking song. And I got to tell you, by the end of the song, I won the whole crowd over. I'm not just saying that, because I would sit here and tell you if I bombed, if I absolutely ate a bag of dicks, but I did not. I had a great time. How many times in life have you eaten a bag of dicks? Those are important lessons. Those are important lessons for you because you can look back on them and uh, really think about what you did wrong. Those things happen for a reason, right? So you should appreciate any time you uh, have eaten a bag of dicks um, and you remember the flavor of each of those dicks individually, right? Some of them are cinnamon. Some of them might have frosting on them. Some of them might have rainbow sprinkles. Some of them have chocolate sprinkles. Some of them are glazed. Some of them are like, they look like a cruller, right? Stay away from those. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. Um, so the other day, The Parent Trap was on TV. And I got to say, loved that movie as a kid. Um, doesn't hold up. And I'm just saying, now I feel like I need to go back and do an episode where I watch The Parent Trap and then do an episode about the movie. I'm not going to get into it right now. All I'm going to say is, from the looks of it, Dennis Quaid was the father. Some no-name actress was the mother. She's probably really famous. I don't know who the fuck she is. And uh, there were two Lindsay Lohans. So one of them was British, and the other one was the other one was American. She spoke American, and the other one spoke British. And um, they somehow met at summer camp, and they realized that one of them had a picture of the mom and the other one had a picture of the dad and they go holy shit we're twins let's let you go home with with my parent and i'll go home with your parent so we can get to know each other's parents and then we'll set them up so they can fall in love again and then i thought to myself what if me at 32 years old somehow got my parents back together and i got my parents back together at 32 years old and i quit my job and they moved into a house and I went back to school and it was like full blown. We just redid it. We just got to redo. Right. I just got to be, um, you know, in the house and grow up with my mom and dad. I got to get, you know, I would get grounded for shit. Right. As a, as an adult, but still. Right. Why is it too late? Why? Right. What do I want to do? The possibilities are endless. I can get a summer job working as a barista. You know, I can get my girlfriend pregnant. All that kind of shit. Jesus Christ, some call just started almost coming through on my fucking phone. Hold on, I got to turn this goddamn thing off. This is bullshit. Um, anyway, yeah, getting your parents back together as an adult. I just think that's an interesting concept. Something to think about, right? A lot of our parents are divorced. A lot of our parents just didn't... They didn't want to deal with each other, you know? I applaud the people who didn't stay miserable. You ever go to somebody's house and see that their parents are still together and you're like, oh, that's sweet. And then you look at their parents and you're like, oh, they fucking hate each other. Um, so, you know, fuck it. Uh, kudos to you, right? Kudos to you that you were able to just say, fuck this. I'm not sticking around for your bullshit. You're nagging. Um, yeah. Nagging, something only women do, right? No, I'm kidding. Um, we all do it. 
I do it. My mom does. My mom's really good at, at nagging. Um, so I get it. That's one thing. The older I got, the more I realized, um, as I became a man, the more I realized I get why my parents didn't work out. First of all, they were too fucking young uh, when they got together, and they were just two very different people, right? And they jumped into a marriage, and uh, it just didn't work. I was never, like, bitter or sad about it. I kind of got it at at a young age. The only thing that bothered me about my parents not being together was that, like, I wanted to have equal time with both of them. But my mom did that thing that fucking young moms do where they go, well, fuck him. I'm keeping his kids away from him. So, uh, you know, but then she eventually got over that as she got older and found Jesus. And uh, <laughs> and then I got to be friends with my dad. It only took 25 years. So thanks, mom. I'm a well-adjusted man. Um, but yeah, no, it's been great. Everything's <laughs> Everything's been great. Everything's fantastic. Um, did you learn something new this week? Did you learn something new? I actually looked up the history of Rolex watches and I sat down and watched a 20 minute doc. It's a short one. They're all over YouTube. You can go on YouTube and educate yourself, right? You can learn how to build a fucking house on YouTube. You can. There's YouTube videos for it. If you want to learn how to make a goddamn casserole so you could show up to somebody's fucking potluck and be like, look, I got a casserole. And they'll go, yeah, put it over there. And then you put it somewhere on the table and no one touches it all night because nobody eats casseroles. Um, yeah, you go on YouTube and I watched a video about Rolex and the history of the company and how Rolex is actually owned by... It's a it's it's privately owned, so it's not open. So... Um, it can't be, I mean, sorry, it's not public. It's not a public company. It's a private company. So um, it's really cool. And they don't pay taxes. But, uh, which taxes are killing us, right? I got on the train today and I was just so fucking upset. I got on the train in New York City and I was like, yo, we pay taxes. Why does this shit not work? Why does it smell like this? Why is it gross? How come nobody's doing anything about it? Um, we pay taxes, okay? Um, but anyway, yeah, Rolex is a great company. It was started... By a German dude named Hans. Do I remember his name? Hans. Uh, Jesus Christ. What's his fucking name? Hold on. I'm going to look it up now. Sorry. I should remember this. Hans. Wilsdorf. Hans Wilsdorf is his name. Started by this guy. He was. Uh, he's German. Obviously. Right. Now let me make sure. Hold on. With a name like Hans Wil. He's a German-British businessman. He used to have a mustache, and then he got old and just kind of looked like an old white dude. You know? Lips went away. That happens. That's a thing, right? Your lips just kind of start folding in till they just become a line across your face. So when you smile, you look like a drawing of a smiling, <laughs> a smiley face. Um, lips get thin. Nose gets huge. Ears get fucking massive, but you can't hear anything. That's the, that's the joke, right? Balls get real big and hang low, but you can't do nothing with your dick. It's kind of a bad joke, right? Um, anyway, this guy, he he uh, was, his mom died. She, she fell ill and died, like as people just did back in the day. Like when I was educating you guys in the last episode about how when you died, they put you in a wheelbarrow and rolled you down the street and dropped you into a ditch. But these people uh, were middle class. Um... And they had money 
This is, I'm trying to remember. So they had money, and um, the mom died. The dad died a year later. He was about 13 years old, so he was an orphan. His uncle took care of him and his siblings, and uh, they used the money that the parents left to to send them to a prestigious school. And Hans Wilsdorf was pretty bummed about it, and he ended up meeting some kids that he learned about watchmaking and decided to move to Geneva and learned more and, you know, invented a company called Rolex, which we now know today as a $9 billion company. And I cannot afford one. But one day, you're going to see your boy flexing with that fucking Roly on his wrist. Mark my words. Um, because I think it's cool. And honestly, watching the doc romanticized it a little bit for me more made me kind of feel like, oh man, this is a really cool backstory, you know? Like, it's not some fucking, like, I don't know, it's hard, man. I got such a vendetta against social media and the way, and I just like the, how, how cool this story of this guy who came from like nothing to something and lost his parents you know he's basically the batman of watches and um you know it's not some bullshit like this guy learned something and did good things with what he did his wife passed away and he um you know the guy had a lot of tragedy in his life but he turned tragedy to triumph as kanye west said because i'm a champion so i turned tragedy to triumph um, which is a which is a really cool way to look at anything, right? Like, I think about that sometimes. Uh, you can dwell and you can live in defeat. You can just wallow in self pity, or you can go fuck it. There's nothing I can do about this. Let me turn this fucking let me turn these lemons into some lemonade right let me uh i heard marlon wayans on an interview uh that i watched earlier too he said oh wow you're watching documentaries and interviews Corey? why don't you just go back on instagram it's the same thing because you're looking at people arguing in the comments about somebody's opinion (laughs) but that's just kind of entertaining isn't it um i wonder what these people do for a living that they're sitting around fighting with strangers on youtube but anyway marlon wayans was like he was like, whenever something bad happens to me, or I'm going through a tough time, I come up with an idea usually by like finding something funny about it. And I think I loved that so much when I when I heard him say that. I was like, wow. Because people have looked at me before like I'm tripping or I'm bugging for like kind of being able to make a joke at a bad time or too soon or whatever. But it's like, I don't not care about the situation or I I understand that this is not good. But I mean, like, this is how I cope. You can cope in many ways. You can cope. You could fucking shut yourself down and get away from everybody and deal with things how you need to. You could tell a joke. You could, like, you know, you can't... you, you shouldn't uh, shit on somebody just because their coping is different than yours. I do like to cope with humor. Um, and I've just thought it was really fucking dope that he said that. Sometimes you hear, like, that's why I think it's cool to, like, 
watch a TED talk or like watch an interview of like of somebody that does something that you like or find interesting. Like I even watched this Ricky Gervais interview where he was talking about the Will Smith slap and how he ended up trending on Twitter because people are like, well, he wouldn't have done that to Ricky Gervais. You know, and Chris Rock weighs 135 pounds. Will Smith is pussy. Like, you know what I mean? Shit like that. But like, Ricky Gervais was like, I wouldn't have made a joke about her going bald. I wouldn't have made a joke about her boyfriend. And everybody's like, ah, ah. And it's like, ah, man. It's just jokes, baby. I love it. Jokes jokes really get me through the day. You know? I wake up laughing. I make myself laugh all the time. Um, Don't like being tickled, though. Don't like being tickled. Don't make me laugh like that, right? Don't touch me, right? Still COVID times. Um, that's it. I came up with a... I was operating a vehicle recently. And it's interesting. When you get upstate or you go out of town or something, or you're on the freeway, that's cool, right? When you get into the city of Manhattan or New York in general, there's just people standing in the fucking crosswalk. There's people leading off. Before they cross the street. They can't just wait on the sidewalk. You got to make a turn. You got to move around all these people. And I said this a long time ago. And I'm and I'm right back on it. I think just like it should be legal to fist fight. I think it should be legal to hit people with your car. If they're in the street. Um, unless they have the right of way. I think if you hit someone with your car. Because they're being stupid. Then you should be totally fine. Because I've already made peace with it. I said this before and I'll say it again. If I run some asshole over with a car who was just running across the street in the middle of the street and I was following the rules of the road, it's not my fault. I shouldn't be penalized for it. No siree. Not me. Um, what are your thoughts on that, by the way? Hey, if you have any thoughts on that, you can email me at podcast at gmail.com. That's podcast at gmail.com. Um... Guys, I'm about to head the fuck out of here, but the truth is, I love you all. Sometimes it's hard to go. Sometimes I'm just rambling about nothing. Sometimes I'm talking about an experience I had during the week. Um, it's been it's been quite an interesting year for me. It's been an interesting last few months, that's for sure. And um, I've been just doing a lot of reflection, and I've been thinking about people in my life and the relationships that I have with with people and obviously like you know I talk about how I I quit drinking a little over a year and a half ago and my life changed for the better and a lot of things improved but I also have uh, lost a lot of relationships in my life as well and um you know what are you gonna do you know, sometimes shit cuts, you know, you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. But um, it's just interesting when you, uh, you know, when you decide to fucking do shit for you. And sometimes people will hold you down and hang on and your day ones will always be there. And sometimes they won't. But the reason I bring this up is because, I'm, you know, I don't know who fucking needs to hear this. But if you got something that you need to do and it's for you and it's going to be hard. Yo, do it anyway. Life is short, man. There's a lot of wild, fucking crazy shit going on in the world. Um, you know, keep your head on a swivel. Seriously, this is not a joke. Keep your head on a swivel and uh, watch your back and genuinely take care of yourself and the people you love. All right? Um, 
I'm in a great place. I feel fucking awesome. I feel strong. I feel powerful. And uh, I feel grateful for everything I have in my life. So, yo, everybody, go out there and fucking do something dope for yourself. All right, I'm done. I'm out of here. I'll see you motherfuckers later. Peace.